Welcome to the vineyard. Our first 930 service of 2021. Here we are. We made it. Glad to have you with us. Glad to have those of you joining us online that are here, uh, engaging in a new year. You know, uh, my quickly about a new year. So my hope is that uh, this year, as, as we should with every sort of time, is we remember that this is an adventure that we're on. That as, as the family of God, as people who are following Jesus, life is an adventure. And, and I get that there's it's lots of hard things that happen and we go through difficult seasons. But we have this amazing hope and the promises of God. And we have Holy Spirit living in us and leading us and guiding us. And, and we've tapped into the most amazing life that we can have, full and abundant. And, and my prayer would be that kind of as you start every day and you get in the habit of this this year, uh, is, is God, this is a new day. I just want to be a part of whatever it is you're doing. And and you look to him and you you understand that God is still busy being God. And, and uh, there's things happening all the time around us. And, and so, you know, don't get fueled by all of the constant bad news. Uh, I, I get it. But but just remember who you are in him and focus in on him. And that's where we're going to find life. And so that's sort of my little encouragement as we start a, a brand new year. Here, um, we're going to hop right into, back into the series we were doing before we started talking about the Christmas story. And uh, this series was called Keep in Step. You know, if we're going to, we're going to live by the Spirit, we keep in step with the Spirit is where that's all sort of coming from. And my whole hope, my big hope in this is to encourage all of you to really dig into reading your Bibles, to reading the Scripture. And so when I started, I, I said to you that, so, huge number of believers have never read through the Bible. It's not to put anybody on the spot, but it's a huge. I, people that I've talked to that have been really walking with God their whole lives have never sat down and read at all. They've read parts, they read it all the time, but they've never read through it. And um, my encouragement is you have to. There's so much going on in there and it's so amazing that you need to read it for yourselves because we'll never get to it all in the times that we have together. We just won't. And, and so when we laid the foundation in that last series about the whole story, once you know the bigger story, then, then really the Bible comes alive in ways and you watch how it's being plugged in. And so we jumped into this series and I, we, we started back in Deuteronomy and how, how we're to get into the scripture and we're to live it and, you know, coming and going and teaching our children. It's to be on our hearts, so we get into our minds, becomes our heartbeat, and then we live it out. And we spend some weeks talking about that, how the Bible is for everyone. And then I said, let's we're going to look at the book of Galatians together. And so you can see how this happens as you're reading, you know, parts of the Bible. You'll see how the whole story is sort of always in play. And uh, Paul is very good. Almost everything that Paul writes, he's got this bigger story in mind. And so when you see it happening, it really pops things open. And so we, we got into Galatians 1. Remember, and I talked about cross plus, and I'll review that a little bit here in a little while, but that's anything that we add to the gospel. And then we looked at the second chapter, and, and so, you know, the, the issue there was that Peter had stopped eating with the Gentile believers, and I said, you know, who you eat with was a really big deal, and it still is about whether they really belong or is there a second class thing going on. So we touched on those. Today we're going to be moving into Galatians 3. We're going to talk about who really is the family of God, and uh, I think it's a, it's a pretty interesting story, and so I'm looking forward to jumping into that with you. But with a new year comes new bad jokes. 
My friend Joe recently went on the Dolly Parton diet. It really made Jolene. 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 Come on, everybody. No, okay. And that's the one that's going to stick with you all day. You'll be singing it. When I first heard it, I laughed into myself, and then all day I'm singing that song in my head. This is, I, I, so I got a new, for Christmas, I got a new little desk calendar that's filled with jokes every day. I'm going to like this one. Check it out. How is a wool cardigan like a guy at the gym? They're both heavy sweaters. <laughs> that's awesome. I can't wait for a year of that. You know what I'm saying? Does anyone else forget the abbreviation for Maine, or is it just me? Alice, my love, come and lead us in a prayer and in the reading of the word. I have to say that he didn't just sing that song in his head all week. Jolene, Jolene. I finally had to say, that's enough. That's enough. I have to get that out of my head. Welcome, everyone. It's good to see you today in this new year. I do want to tell you that Billy and Angie got to go home and be with their family over Christmas, but they'll be back next week, and so we're very grateful for that. We've missed them, but we're glad they got to go be with their kids and their parents and just enjoy the season in Texas. Amen? So, before we read the word together, let's pray. Thank you, Papa. Thank you, Father. Lord, we're so grateful for your presence here this morning. And Father, as each and every one of us as individuals and as families move into 2021, Lord, in this new year, we ask that your hand would be upon us. Father, we admit right now freely before you that we need you. We know know we're broken, and we know we need you. And Father, as we move forward, I ask that we would see and hear and know your presence around us. And even when we're weak, Father, in you, we're strong. And we thank you for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Will you stand, please, for the reading of the word? So I have to admit to you, Steve came to me a couple weeks ago with this giant Bible, with giant print. He said, would you like this to read from the pulpit? <laughs> because my, I love my Bible, but the text is small and I get mixed up sometimes, but it's hard to let go of something you found the Lord in. So if you see me with a giant Bible like that, you'll know know I gave in because it's difficult to see. I'm sorry I made you stand for all that. Okay, the text is Galatians 3 verses 1 through 9. You foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified. I would like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by believing what you heard? Are you so foolish? After beginning by means of the Spirit, are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh? Have you experienced so much in vain, if it really was in vain, So again I ask, does God give you his spirit and work miracles among you by the works of the law or by your believing what you heard? So also Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. 
Understand then that those who have faith are children of Abraham. Scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and announce the gospel in advance to Abraham. All nations will be blessed through you. So those who rely on faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. Blessed be the word of God. You can be seated. Actually, the Bible I gave her was larger print than that, but I have one. I have one, I have one at home, a large print that's like really large print. I like it, but it's like this thick. <laughs> so I got the iPad. I got that one. And I used to have glasses up here, but it's all good. There, I don't know what happened to them. They must be around somewhere. I'm good. It's all good. So... Galatia, the big issue in Galatia, if you remember, is that Paul had been doing a work there. A lot of people had been coming to Jesus. Church was well established. A lot of the new believers were Gentiles. And, um, uh, and everything was going well. And then all of a sudden, some people showed up from the Jerusalem church. Uh, and they started putting pressure on the Gentile converts to get circumcised. In effect, what they were saying is, uh, you need to take on the law. That's, it's not enough that you know Jesus. That was just kind of the starting point. You need to get under the whole law. And Paul is just, he fights this throughout because um, this is a problem that he's, he's going through. And so, um, you know, I introduced that problem back in Galatians chapter 1. And we looked, remember, at the beginning of 1, at the end of 6. That's the big problem, this whole idea of circumcision and law. Uh, and uh, I called it cross plus. So if you've never heard me use that term before, it's anything that we add to the gospel. And the church has done that. For a couple of thousand years, it always is picking things to add to the gospel, so it's not a new problem. And we all do it personally. We all have things that we add to the gospel. You know, the gospel, the good news is really pretty simple. Christ came uh, according to the scriptures. You know, he died. Uh, he defeated death. He rose again according to the scriptures. That's the gospel. That's the good news. He made a way for us to be reconciled to God. That's what people need to hear and respond to. That's the gospel. Then what we have a tendency to do is add all these other things on there. And, and that's cross-plussing. And that was an issue back then. It's an issue now. We need to be aware of it. And then we moved into chapter 2. And because this situation had gone on, Peter, who had been there, the apostle Peter, uh, he had been hanging out with the Gentile converts. No problem. They were eating together and everything. But when these people from Jerusalem showed up, he stopped doing that. And, oh, it caused a problem. Because culturally back then, and even now, who you ate with was significant. And, and so, you know, when Peter was eating with them, they felt very included in the family. When he stopped, all of a sudden they felt like, uh-oh, something's not quite right here. It caused a huge, huge problem Paul had to deal with with Peter because that's a big thing. Who you eat with back then was a big thing. It's a big thing now. You know, they were always mad at Jesus because he would have everybody to the table. And uh, that was a big problem they had, but that's how it's supposed to be. So uh, we're moving into the third chapter now. With those things in mind. And what Paul's going to do is he's going to tell people, listen, uh, who is, who's the family of God? What does it really mean to be a part of the family of God and how does it happen? And that's what he's going to address now. And so it's a really cool thing. And he's going to be weaving in some of this story that we know. And so uh, it's very exciting. But he actually um, gets back to a story. And he, he starts in uh, the first point for the notes is this about the family that God promised to Abraham. 
And so we're going to work our way back to Abraham now in this story, because Paul brings him in this story, because they all know the bigger story, uh, especially the Jewish believers who really need to figure this out. And uh, he's sort of telling them what it looks like and how it happens. And so let me just go back. I had Alice read most of this already, but verse 6. So also Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. Understand then that those who have faith are children of Abraham. Scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and announced the gospel in advance to Abraham. All nations will be blessed through you. So those who rely on faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. So Abraham is sort of the, the beginning of God's rescue operation for the whole world and the human race. And it takes us all the way back to Genesis 12. Now, the, the plan itself, we talk about all the time. We see it in Genesis 3.15, the crimson thread of redemption. It's there. But this is the first time we really see it. This is the, the working of the rescue of all of us. And it happens with Abraham, which is a really interesting choice. Now, just so you can be caught up, so we're going to be in Genesis 12, and why it's so important that you're reading the whole story, because the whole story is so amazing. My hope is as you see it, you go, oh, I, want to, I haven't seen that before. I want to read that. Remember Genesis 1 and 2, we spent a lot of time talking about creation. Creation was really a cosmic temple that God created, perfect place in Eden, and we were the image in the temple, we, we bear God's image. And he set it up so that we would be together and we would partner together. And what we were going to do, our vocation, our identity was in him, him and our vocation, what we do with our lives is we would go make the rest of the planet like Eden. That's how it was going to work. That was the plan. What did we do? Well, we chose to go our own way. And that caused a huge mess. And in Genesis 3, we talk about the fall. What happened at the fall? When we went to go our own way, what we did is we gave the enemy access. We lost our identity uh, and we, we lost all the neat vocation that we had. And the enemy brings in something that hadn't happened before. He brings in the power of death. So sin and the power of death come in and it just changes the face of everything. God never gives up on us. By Genesis 3.15, the plan is in place. The, the, the plan for redemption, but it's a mess, and everything is changed, and, and you can read that as you go through. Everything is different, and, and you move into Genesis 4, and what's recorded there is the first murder. None of that stuff had happened. Nothing like that. Genesis 4. So if you're a big investigation discovery fan and like watching and reading those crime things, you can thank Genesis 4, uh, <laughs> or the enemy, or whoever you want to thank for that. But that happens. We see that happening. Everything is changing. Moving to Genesis 5, some, some weird things are happening in Genesis 5 because these, these evil beings, uh, and um, they are intermixing with human beings and creating a different kind of being. Uh, and it's a, it's a big problem, and, and it's hard to read. And, well, who are these evil beings? Well, in the same way that God created a natural family, because he, he, he had a spiritual family, and a bunch of them chose to go their own way as well. And, and the, when Paul talks about powers and principalities, that's what he's talking about. Don't, but sometimes we want to reduce those just demons and fallen angels, but there's these, these evil powers and principalities that are still causing havoc in the world, defeated, not yet departed. Uh, and so that was sort of their plan, and, and that plan was to make it so there wasn't going to be a clear lineage for a redeemer, a messiah, that was going to come through, you know, the, the promise of, of, a, of the seed and everything that was going to happen. So um, the way that's dealt with is in the flood. 
Uh, and it's a, it's a very hard thing to read about, the flood, but the evil had spread so far that the flood changes things again. We get back to Noah, who's righteous, and his family. Uh, and then the evil beings get to work again. Uh, and and that, that continues on and moves us into Genesis 11, where another big problem is the Tower of Babel. And uh, if you get to read Babel, the, by then the world was so evil, and they're like, we really don't need God at all. We're going to build a big thing for ourselves in heaven and we'll just be God and the law be good. And so to deal with that, God confuses all their languages and things change from that moment. And so it's, a, it's really kind of an amazing, it's horrible, but, but then Genesis 12 comes. And in Genesis 12, what happens is the beginning of the rescue plan starts. And, and how God is going to deal with all of the fallout and all the consequences of Genesis 3 through 11 is introduced to us in Genesis chapter 12 when Abraham comes into the scene. Abraham is a really interesting choice for this. He's a, a childless nomad with no prospects, no inheritance, and no successors. Don't you love who God picks for things? This should really make you glad because... He picks us. He says, through you all the earth will be blessed. Wow. It's an amazing deal with what's happening. And think about what everything would be like. Through you, everything, all this mess is going to be dealt with through what you're going to do. And so Paul brings that up and he bits Abraham into the story. And that, when he calls on, and when he brings out Abraham, they, the people who knew the story just picked up on everything that I just told you into the thread. Okay? And then he says, listen. You, you've got Holy Spirit now. Everything is different. Verse 1, you foolish Galatians. Who has bewitched you? Before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified. I would like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by believing what you heard? Believing what you heard. That's a big deal in Scripture and you need to be looking for it. Are you so foolish after beginning by means of the Spirit? Are you not trying to finish by means of the flesh? Have you experienced so much in vain if it really was in vain? You've, you've had Holy Spirit's been with you. You've seen all these things. Has that been in vain? So again, I ask you, does God give you his spirit and work miracles among you by the works of the law or by your believing what you heard? And so the, the believers in Galatia and, and, and the Jewish believers as well, when they'd come to give in their lives to Christ, when they turn it over, filled with the Holy Spirit, everything was different and they knew it. Everything had changed. And that was the experience. They'd never had it before. Following the law hadn't happened. It hadn't happened to them. And that's Paul's whole thing. Well, why would you try and put this on anybody else? It didn't work for you. All that's made a difference in you is coming to know Jesus. And then a Holy Spirit came. Remember, I tell you, this is so important. So when you give your life to Jesus, Holy Spirit comes and lives in you. So, and I, I know it. it's just so over the top that it's very hard for us to really hang on to. Uh, because it's so amazing. God now, God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, God dwells in me. And, and what an amazing deal. And um, Paul, you know, Paul describes it this way in Ephesians 1. Uh, and you, 13, you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, when you believed. See that? Right? Hearing and believing, always together. You were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit, guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to his praise, to the praise of his glory. And here, I know I say this, but I, I want you to continue to take it in. Holy Spirit is a deposit 
He's a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance. Now, a deposit is a part of something. That's what you normally get a deposit on something until you get the rest of it, right? If Holy Spirit, think you got to just keep thinking, if Holy Spirit is a deposit, if God dwelling in you is a deposit of your inheritance, what must your inheritance be like? I, I, you need to ask God to help you use your holy imagination to consider that. Because of all the amazing promises and what Jesus has done, the beginning of new creation and the promises we know we have in Revelation 21 when new heaven comes to earth and, and all that things happen and, and, you know, the whole planet is, is made like it was and we get new physical body. Aren't you glad about that? People sometimes go, well, you know, the future, it's all about heaven. Listen, heaven is cool. And uh, but but then people take heaven and they get this picture of beings in with wings and they get wings and they kind of hang out on a cloud with a harp and that's just not what's gonna how it looks. All right, heaven is is how you, when if we're still here before Jesus comes back and this physical thing wears out, we we're gonna make a transition and that's going to be to heaven. I, I, it's going to be, I like to think of it as your, your hardware fails so your software gets uploaded to the cloud. <laughs> I, it's going to be awesome. Don't get me wrong. People, I'm going to be bored. You're not going to be bored. I can't, I have this, you're going to pop right into worship and I don't know how long it's going to last but you're going to be like, woo, and, and, and then Jesus is going to say, come on, we're going and new heaven comes to earth and you get a new physical body and then the software is downloaded and you get life with God walking with you and you get to partner with him and everything that was supposed to be will be this time evil is dealt with and we're going to be on this adventure that it's uh, we can't even comprehend it I lose I just want to go woo because I can't even fully fathom it but, but you need to be thinking about it that's what it's like see that's the hope we have those are the promises we have as believers that's the life we have Holy Spirit is in us now we know it and he's a deposit guaranteeing all of that so that when we're going through the hard and the difficult and the things we don't like and the weariness of it all and the, the tragedies and the hardships I'm not making light of any of that but as believers we've got this amazing life coming and we get to tap into it in part now because the adventure for us has begun you're already a new creation you're going to keep just, just no matter what you experience circumstantially this thing just keeps getting better and better and better and better, better see that's the hope and that's the promises we have Holy Spirit is in us and brings that and listen to what Paul said Galatians 3.29 if you belong to Christ then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to to the promise. If you give your life to Jesus, Holy Spirit is in you and you are now a part of the family. If you receive the Spirit, you receive the inheritance, which is the family blessing. So you come to Jesus, you're a part of the family of God. That's what it means. That's how it works. It wasn't about what you did. It wasn't about circumcision or not. It's not about cross plus. It's none of those things. You're part of the family of God because of what's happened. And so that's what it's all about. What it comes down to, and this is what Paul's making sure everybody gets, it's about hearing and believing. That's what it comes down to. Not about works. It's about hearing and believing. Hearing the good news, responding to it. Hearing the word of the Lord and believing in it. And he's reminding them of Abraham so that they get the whole thing. 
So he says in verse 5, Again I ask, does God give you his spirit and work miracles among you by the works of the law or by your believing what you heard? You heard about Jesus and what he's done and you've heard about this big story and how he fulfills it and what he's come to do for us that we might have life. And, and if you believe in that and ask Jesus to be Lord and Savior, Holy Spirit dwells in you and you have life forever. But he wants to tie him into the story. And so he goes on to verse 6. So also Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. It's a fascinating thing. And people read that and they see righteousness. Well, they say, well, Abraham must have been, you know, he must have done a whole lot of really good things. And, and don't get me wrong. Abraham does a lot of good things. He believes and he, you know, he hears and believes. But he also does a lot of not great things. You go and read about Abraham. You'll find out he made some, like he gives away his wife twice. Because he's worried they're going to kill him. And he says, tell him you're my sister. Makes her... <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. And then, you know, the, he's got this amazing, uh, great promise that he's going to have children. And then, but it's taking a while. And so his wife comes to him. You know, he gets her back every time. And she says, you know, I'm apparently I'm getting too old to have a kid. And, and I, you know, I, I, need, I know the promise. So maybe you should just sleep with my servant woman and have your children with her and what she's really looking for is a little encouragement that says honey don't worry we're going to hang on to the promise and abraham goes all right honey if that's what you want me to do that's what i'll do (sighs) and then causes a whole nother set of problems that i'm not even going to get into here but he still he heard and he believed and i like that none of these folks are perfect because we're not But God still loves him and uses him, and it's a big part of the whole deal. All right, see, Abram believed the Lord. Now, now, this is what Paul quoted. This is back in Genesis 15, 6. Abram believed the Lord, and he credited it to him as righteousness. So, Abram, that's still Abraham. Abram has a name change, and what happens is there's a ha that's entered into his name. I'm really, the neat thing about that is it's a picture of Holy Spirit. Breath, wind, Abraham, name change. You could do that with your name because the Holy Spirit is in you. If you could, if you had enough syllables to add a Alice. Anyway, I know a bunch of you are trying that now. You stop listening to me and you're trying to figure out. Okay, what did Abraham believe? What What did he hear that he believed? Verse 1, 15, Genesis. After this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Don't be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your very great reward. And Abram said, Sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I'm a childless? I remain childless. And the one who inherit my estate is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, You've given me no children, so a servant in my household will be my heir. And then the word of the Lord came to him. This man will not be your heir, but a son who is your own flesh and blood will be your heir. And then he took him outside and said, look up at the sky and count the stars, if indeed you can count them. Then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. And Abram believed God. And it was credited to him as righteousness. That's what Abram believed. Huge deal when you think about it. Childless and he believes it. And those stars that he can't count, this guy, that's us. We're the offspring. We're the family of God. All starting back there in this rescue plan with Abram for us. And because Abram believed, uh, he heard, 
and he believed. And so that's a really important part of what we get to in this story. Abraham heard and believed. Paul says in Romans 10, 17, faith, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Hearing and believing. That's what's credited to him as righteousness. Not a bunch of good works that he did. He heard and he believed God. That's what it is for us. It's, it's, it's so amazing what God has done for us to include us in his story and everything that Jesus has done. Jesus has done what needed to be done. All we need to do is hear that and respond to it. We believe it. How do, how do we, Jesus, will you be my Lord and Savior? I believe that you've come to rescue me. I needed a Savior. You're him. And I thank you for all that you've done. Will you be my Lord and Savior? And that changes everything. And so it's not about all the things that we add to it. Don't get me wrong. We'll always try and do that. But that's the heart of it. And that's what we need to remember. You do that. Holy Spirit comes. And you're part of the family of God. You're his family. And that's where we sort of got to hang on and remember that we're the family of God. Now, Paul's going to deepen this. We'll get more into it next week. He's going to talk about adoption and redemption. He's going to weave in the Exodus story. And it's just so amazing in the next chapter. So you want to read Galatians 4? You should. Uh, to get ready. But that's what's coming uh, in this whole story. But, but for today, what you need to know is, if, you, if you, Jesus is your Lord and Savior, you're a part of the family of God. And that's where we find life. And we're going to live that out in Him. Amen? Alice, my love, why don't you come? Let's pray for everybody. And then we'll, uh, we'll dismiss. Father, we are amazed at your goodness. We're, we're in awe of what you've done and what you're doing, of what you've promised. And that you have made a way for us to be the family of God forever. And Holy Spirit, you dwell in us. And I would ask that that right now you would just move on the hearts of each person here today. And that, uh, you know, we're, we're entering into a new year. I pray that you would give us strength. I pray that you would give us peace. I, I pray that you would overcome the weariness. I pray that you would overcome anxiety in us. And that we would know that we can trust in you. That you'll lead and you'll guide us. And that we have an amazing future. And an amazing present. Because of you in our lives. So I just speak peace now to each person here. God, just just let your presence come in a way that settles every heart in you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I feel like um, the Lord showed me someone, and you've, you've either said this to someone close to you or you've thought it, and it's, Lord, I just feel so alone. I feel so alone, and I felt like the Lord kind of laughed, and he said, Beloved, you are surrounded by my love. And if that's you, I just want to pray right now that God would give you eyes to see and ears to hear his sweet whispers for his love for you. And then I also felt like someone is, um, and this is a new thing for you, you've never had this before, but you're suffering with a sinus headache or infection, and it's mostly on the left side. And so if that's something going on with anyone here or even online, Lord, I just pray that your healing power would come over that sinus now. Yes. In the name of Jesus. Yes, God. Just let your healing come for whoever that's for. Yes, God. Amen.
Amen. Good word. Everything starts with Jesus. So if you don't know him as your Lord and Savior, now is the perfect time. Brand new year starting. Nothing quite like it. It's how we engage in the story. It's it. He's done it for us. Jesus, will you be my Lord and Savior? If you've never prayed a little prayer like that or said that, made that choice, I want to encourage you to do it today. If you're here or online, Jesus, will you be my Lord and Savior? And look, if you're doing that, if you've just done that for the first time, I want to know. Please text the word HEART, H-E-A-R-T to me, 305-745-7513, so I can celebrate with you and with the angels in heaven. It's the best decision you'll ever make. There's nothing like it. And I do want to thank everybody again, church, for your amazing generosity. We, Alice and I talk about what a, what, a, what a great thing it is to be in fellowship with all of you. And you're, you're an amazing, amazing group. And uh, thank you, those of you online as well, for your continued giving and your offering, your tithing, and all the things that you do. Uh, and you, uh, you're such a, such a great blessing. Uh, if those of you are in here, there's offering boxes up front if you want to use those. And then we put some out by the doors, too. So uh, if that would make it easy for you. And let's sing the doxology, and then we'll be done. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Amen. May the Lord bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. Go today in the peace, the power, and the love of God. God bless you all. Thank you for being here. If you're leaving the sanctuary, please go out these doors. They'll be open for you so you don't have to touch anything and give people lots of room. Have a great day. Catch some fish. Hope your team wins. Be thankful for five things. Encourage two people so we can get one lost child back to dad. Goodbye. God bless you guys. And for everybody watching online, we just want to say thanks for being a part. We, uh, we love you guys. We're praying for you. Have a great, great rest of the weekend. And, um, you know, read Galatians 4 for next week. We're going to get into that. should be good. And I think the Dolphins are playing this afternoon. So, you know, lift up a prayer if you feel like it. For, yeah, them. for the sake of my son. Yeah. <laughs> All right. God bless you guys. We'll Bye-bye. see you next week. Thanks for watching today's service from Keys Vineyard Community Church. Make sure to like us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. For more information, log on to keysvineyard.com. We'll see you next time.